You're listening to First Christian Church Podcast, featuring teachings from our pastors. Every weekend, they explore and explain meaningful truth from God's Word that helps us understand how to follow Jesus and grow in our faith. To learn more, visit us at firstchristian.com. Now let's dive into this week's sermon. How you doing? I mean, like really, you okay? The only reason I ask is because, well, if you're anything like me, maybe you're beginning to realize that uh, you're not as much of a homebody as you once thought you were. Uh, Honestly, I think the biggest challenge that I've been facing in the midst of COVID and having to stay home these last couple months has been, well, it's been the the stir craziness. sort of couple that with the fact that it's been so cold and rainy outside. Like, I've really had to think outside of the box. I've really had to get creative with ways to keep my morale up and sort of, uh, I don't know, just be excited about something, anything. Uh, and so just, to, you know, a few things that I've, uh, I don't know, stepped into recently. Like, I started a TikTok account. Say what? I just flipped the switch. Flip, flip. I don't know nobody else that's doing this. Uh, so, you know, I've got like the whole, uh, all of that down. I'm pretty ratchet or whatever. Uh, if you don't know what that means, it's probably better for you. Um, no, I, I went on a run the other day and just ran a half marathon because why not? I have nothing better to do. Uh, so that was another way to sort of keep my morale up. I also started collecting vinyl. I have a little record collection that I'm growing and I don't even own a record player, okay? And so this is what it's come to. Uh, This is how I'm trying to combat this challenge of stir craziness. But uh, I think a lot of us, uh, we're facing different challenges and trying to overcome different challenges, right? For you, it might be joblessness or financial struggles. Uh, Others of us, maybe it's mental or emotional uh, things, maybe even depression that's set in in this season. Maybe it's just uh, health and, and health battles or struggles that you're going through right now. I think one of the biggest challenges though, that's almost kind of flying under the radar, it's almost become unspoken in some ways, is challenges within the family dynamic in this season. Uh, If you already had maybe some marriage struggles and then you put on top of that the reality that you're together all the time. Well, I read an article this week that uh, experts are predicting coming out of this season, there will be just this huge spike of divorce filings. Uh, We've also seen uh, reports that there is an added stress and tension between kids and their parents right now. And so that's why today we're starting a new series and we're calling it, we're calling it Home Sweet Home. And we thought, what better time to do a series on family and specifically on marriage and on parenting than a time like right now where a lot of us are facing this challenge of trying to love each other well, trying to be healthy in our family dynamics when honestly, maybe you were even in a good place with your spouse and now you're like, have you always chewed like that? What's going on? I don't like you anymore, right? And there's that struggle and that tension. So we want to say, man, let's let's keep some of that sweet in home sweet home. Uh, 
And so here's what this is going to look like for the next couple of uh, weeks. Actually, next week, my friend Aaron Chambers, who's an author and a nationally sought-after speaker and counsels hundreds of couples every single year, he's going to speak to us on marriage, and I'm so excited for how he's going to encourage all of our couples out there. And then we're going to follow that up. Uh, I'm going to talk about parenting and how we can continue to be godly parents in this season. But today, today we're going to start uh, with a more foundational message. And here's why I think this message is so important. Today, I think this message applies to you whether you're single or you're married, whether you're the husband or the wife or the child or the parent, uh, whatever your dynamic, I think this message today applies to you. Today, I want to talk about the importance of growing spiritually, of maturing spiritually and how that can benefit your family uh, right now. And so I think maybe the best way to, to help us in this is with a little illustration. Here, let's go over to the kitchen real quick. One of the things that the Apostle Paul uses as an illustration in 1 Corinthians, it's in chapter 3, if you want to turn there, I think it's in verse 2, but he actually, uh, he uses this language. He, he's writing in this letter to those in Corinth. He says, hey, listen, uh, you guys, I've been so far just sort of uh, giving you milk. But eventually you got to progress. You got to mature and you got to move on to solid food, right? And, and here's what I love about this illustration. When you think about, um, about what the Apostle Paul is trying to teach us, he's saying, look, and those of us that are parents, or even if you're not, you understand when you had young kids, they just lived off of milk, right? That was it until they're like a year, year and a half. I don't even remember. My kids are getting a little older now. Uh, but they start on milk and they just live off milk and it's the nourishment that they need. And, and Paul's saying, this is how it is for some of you, but you can't live here forever. And you can't just do the milk thing forever. And you eventually have to move on. And Paul talks about this maturity that has to take place. And so remember when you had kids, when, again, when they're like, around a year old, you start to, well, you get like the, the turkey and the little bits of food. And I know I'm bypassing some stuff or shooting past the baby food Gerber stuff, but uh, you, you know, you tear up the little bits of pieces of stuff and you kind of put it on their high chair and they shove it in their face. And, and there's a progression that happens. And then there's that moment when you're, you're giving them the, you know, the sandwich and you cut the crust off and there's that progression that happens. And maybe some of you have kids that are getting older and they still won't eat crust. And that's a whole nother thing you got to work through with them. But as, as a person matures, you finally get to that last stage where it's like, man, is there anything better? Just like a nice turkey sandwich with all the fixings. This one doesn't have all the fixings, but you put the mayo on there, not the miracle. What that's nasty. You put the mayo on there and the deli mustard and, and maybe the, the special sauce and all this stuff. And, and it's like, you can't get to this point. You can't mature to this point if you've just written yourself off and said, but milk is really good. I'm just going to do milk until I'm like 17. That's not even right. That's not healthy. That's not a good thing. And the Apostle Paul's pointing that out. Like, we as followers of Jesus need to be maturing in our faith. We can't get stuck here. We've got to be moving forward and moving on to solid food. Now, here's what's really interesting and why I think this makes sense in our family dynamic. Maybe at some point you made a decision to follow Jesus and, uh, and it was great. And you, you were like on the spiritual mountaintop for a moment and then you just kind of got stuck there in that season. And it's like that, that milk season. You're just drinking the milk and you're like, this is good. This is good. I feel like this is good. But then you you start to get a little frustrated. You're like, how come I don't see that my marriage is necessarily improving? How come my dynamic with my kids isn't necessarily improving? How come in other relationships it's not necessarily growing? And my question would be, well, 
What is your spiritual life? Like, how is it progressing? Have you moved from the milk stage onto something of more substance? Are you still back there? And I think a lot of us, if we're not seeing the growth in other areas of our lives, now we live in a fallen world, and I understand there are other dynamics that could be at play, but if you're not seeing some of the growth in your family overall, maybe it's because there hasn't been a lot of growth in your spirituality, in your faith. And maybe that same dynamic might exist with your spouse or with your kids or whatever. And so here's kind of the bottom line today is I honestly believe the most important thing that you can do to be investing in your family right now is to be investing in spiritual maturity and spiritual growth. It's to drive this point home, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 here today. Uh, and so if you have a Bible, you can open there, turn there with me. And if not, that's okay. But we're going to... Um, It'll be on the, on the screen here as well. But we're going to jump in. And, and this is the Apostle Paul again. He's writing now to uh, some folks in Ephesus in this letter uh, in, in Ephesians. Here's what he says. He says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So here's what he starts out saying. He says, listen, uh, you have been called by God into this life. And so you got to be worthy. Like, you got to, it needs to show. There needs to be something in your life that you, if you're claiming to be a follower of Jesus, you better live a life that's worthy of that claim, of that label. If you're, if you're projecting Jesus, then that's a pretty big thing, right? Or at least if you're saying you want to project Jesus. So then he continues on, he says this, and he starts to walk us through what that should look like. Again, if you're wearing the label of Christian, it should look like something. And here's what he says it should look, look like. He says, you should be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing with one another in love. He says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. He says, there's one body and one Spirit, just as we, or just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And so what, what's Paul trying to communicate to us? Well, I think it's this. He's saying, again, if you're someone who claims Christ, you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, he says there's certain things that should be visible in that. And he highlights five of them here. There's so many others we get get into, but I love that there are just five simple concepts here. He says, number one, you should be humble. He says you should be gentle. He says you should be patient. He says the way you act should be covered in love. And he says there should be unity. Right? So let me ask you this. In your household, are those five traits, just those five traits, are those things that you would say are pretty prevalent? And if they're not, why do you think that is? And I don't want to assume things or judge you. Certainly, I don't want to judge you. But I guess I would say, if those things aren't prevalent, do you think it could be because there's a lack of spiritual growth or maturity that's taking place? Now, again, I know that we're all fallen. We've all got issues, okay? We're all sinners. But do you think that maybe a lack of spiritual maturity could be contributing to the fact that there's not a lot of unity in your household? There's so Maybe an example of that would be you sit down to watch a show and no one can agree on what you're going to watch. There's not a lot of love in your household. I have two girls that are less than two years apart, and sometimes they're best friends, and sometimes they don't love each other very much, or at least it seems that way. And could that be a reflection of the spiritual depth within the walls of your home? But then Paul continues, and it takes sort of a little turn, so I want you to stick with me, but uh, I think it's still important. I want to skip down to verse 11. He says this, So Christ himself gave 
the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, let me walk you through this for a second. Here's here's what he's saying. He's saying there are some uh, that I've set apart or that I've appointed. These are prophets or teachers or, uh, he says, preachers. These are pastors. These are types that uh, are given the gift or the ability or the calling to communicate God's word or the gospel to others, right? And so this doesn't mean that they're better than anyone. This doesn't mean that they have a, a, a deeper connection to God necessarily. This just means that they've been given the gift to teach the gospel and to teach God's word uh, to others. And so in our context, and that's in this situation, that would be me, right? Like God has called me and gifted me with the opportunity uh, and, the, and again the gift to communicate God's word. Now here's why I bring this up though and why I think Paul is highlighting it here in the text. He's saying that we should be people who gather together and who take time to learn from God's word and there are people he's saying that have been set apart or appointed to teach it and so everyone else we should be gathering together to listen and to be growing and maturing by the encouragement of these voices as they speak into us. And this is really significant here. This is really important that we grasp this, okay? Again, it doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone. I'm not. It doesn't mean that I have a deeper connection. But this is an important part of following Jesus and walking in Jesus. And so this is why I'm constantly encouraged. Like, remember back in the olden days when we used to meet together on Sunday mornings in church? This is why I would constantly encourage, like, hey... Let's, let's do better than just being here once a month. Let's try to gather together as often as we can. Let's be here every single week. Make a commitment. Make this a regular rhythm in your relationship with Jesus so that you could be here. We can worship together. We can study God's word together. And even now, as we're doing this online, this is why I think this is so important for you to every single week commit to this. Because in this time, as we're walking through scripture together, and I'm trying to encourage you, this is one of the ways that we move from milk to sort of the solids into like, and then progression that can happen in our faith, right? This is one of the ways. Not the only way, but it's one of the ways. And then here's another uh, sort of byproduct that happens when we commit ourselves to learning from individuals and and learning from God's Word regularly every single week. It then says this in verse 14. It says, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. So here's, here's what Paul's saying. He says, there, there will pe- be people among you uh, who will be sort of crafty or scheming in their message. So they might even cl- claim to be followers of Jesus. And I try not to talk too much about this stuff because it can get weird and, and I get this. But there are people... Uh, Scripture sometimes calls them false teachers or or wolves among the sheep. There are people who will claim Christ, but they're not teaching Christ. They're claiming to be followers of Jesus, but they're not teaching the gospel. They're teaching maybe a distorted version of it. And so uh, here's what Paul's saying. He's saying we, again, should be maturing in our faith and growing in our faith so that we can know the difference between a false teacher and and a righteous teacher. There should be an understanding and a spiritual maturity that's happening in us so that we we can call that stuff out. And so even there may be something that I say, that I say, your pastor, that I say, and you're at a place of such spiritual maturity that you would maybe push back on me. And that's okay. Because that means that you're opening the scripture on your own and you're learning on your own and you're being cultivated and grown in such a way that you're saying, hey, uh, I can see some of this 
and, and when it's it's not right. And I need to I need to continue to be able to call that out. And I think that's so important. Like I think of this time, and I can't be the only one who's a little confused right now. Right? You have these extremes in the midst of, of COVID-ness. <laughs> you have these extremes. You have this one extreme that says, no, none of it's real. It's just a government conspiracy. And there are people that really believe that. And then there are people on the other side that are saying, like, no, uh, those people are crazy. And you need to wear a mask when you go to sleep at night. You know? And it's like this, this other sort of extreme. And then I think there are a whole lot of us that are just kind of in the middle and we're like, what's right? What's true? Where am I supposed to land on this? And I think it can be similar if we're not maturing in our faith and growing in our faith and taking next steps in our faith and investing in our spiritual maturity. It's easy to get confused by all this. It's easy to be, feel overwhelmed spiritually. But if you're intentionally investing in your own spiritual growth and you're investing in, in intentionally uh, allowing people who, who you trust to be spiritual mentors and you're, you're listening to voices like, like mine who I, I, I'm constantly striving to be held accountable in my own teaching, then I think you're taking the right steps to grow in your, in your walk with Jesus. But then lastly, Paul ends the text with this. He says this in verse 15, we'll read all the way through 16. He says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So he's saying as we mature, we begin to look and act more like Jesus. And then he says this, from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I love that. He says this, as each of us as individuals are continuing to grow. So imagine this, if you're working to grow and your husband's working to grow and you're all working to take next steps in your faith, what happens is you begin to grow in such a way that you're now supporting each other and you're building each other up and you're growing each other. And so here's, this is me to go circle all the way back around to what we said at the very beginning. My bottom line here for this message, when I think Paul, if we were to take what he's saying here and apply it to our context and apply it to our families and apply it to our marriage or our relationship with our parents or our relationship with our kids, here's what I think we can learn from this passage. Paul's saying simply this, your family is healthiest when each member is growing and maturing in their walk with Jesus. Let me say that again. I think one of the things that we learn from this text is simply this, your family is healthiest when each member is growing in their walk with Jesus. Now, let me walk that out just a little bit more. I mean, imagine, husbands, let me speak to you for a moment. Imagine what it might look like if you were intentionally right now striving to seek out a quiet time every day where you're spending time in prayer with Jesus and you're opening the Bible and not that you're reading like entire books of the Bible, you're reading a couple verses every day and you're meditating on those and you're allowing it to shape you. Imagine what that might look like and how it could change your perspective and how you go in and lead your wife and how you go in and love your children and how you have a different sort of mindset. Wives, imagine what it might look like if you allow this idea of growing and every day intentionally seeking Jesus. Imagine what that might look like and how you lead your children, how you love your, your husband. Kids, imagine how uh, your, pa your patience might go a little bit further. If you honestly, every single day, said, Okay, Jesus, I, I, I want to just seek you today, and I'm going to seek you, and even how I treat my parents. Uh, and, and again, parents, imagine what that would look like and how you extend grace and, and love to your kids. 
This is what it looks like. I honestly believe if each of us in our families were committed to growing, intentionally growing, going from milk to solid food, growing in our walks with Jesus, I think it makes the family as a whole stronger and tighter, more gracious and more loving. Let's, let's just go in here real quick. See, I want to close with this idea. I'm sitting here at this table, and I think, uh, before I dig into my sandwich here, I think that there are a lot of us that you're hearing this, and, and maybe you're not used to this whole church thing. Maybe you started watching uh, First Christian online, and you're kind of like, okay, this is, this is cool. I've never felt comfortable going into church, but I'm, I'm, you know, I can do it this way, online. And the last few weeks has kind of got your, your mind spinning a little bit. And you've started to think about, okay, what would it look like for me to be a follower of Jesus? See, here's what I know. As we talk about spiritual maturity today, some of you are watching this and you're saying, I'm sur- I don't even think I'm at the milk <laughs> stage yet. But I think I might want to be. And so here's my challenge to you. I'd just love to invite you to the table. I'd love for you to to be a part of what Jesus is doing in this world and what Jesus is doing, what I think he wants to do, what I know he wants to do in each and every one of our lives. And so here's here's what I want to challenge you with. If you're someone that's watching right now and you're saying, "I, I think I want to give myself to Jesus. I think I want to be a follower of Jesus and begin that journey, that spiritual progression. I think I'm ready for that. Again, I'm inviting you to the table right now and here's what this will look like i would love for you to go to our website firstchristian.com and click on the tab that says how to follow jesus and we'll have folks if you click on there and and you let us know that you're interested we have folks that will contact you and want to get a hold of you and we'll begin to walk you through what it looks like to give yourself to jesus and to take next steps in your relationship there and we have folks that would love love to uh, help you to take those steps of obedience and baptism one of the things that we find in scripture is every single time a person says hey i want to follow jesus the next response is always okay where's the lake where's the stream where's the water let's go get baptized it's a symbol of death to old self and then rising again in new life it's this idea of again washing away who i once was and being born again into as a new creation and into jesus and so i would love for you to take that step of faith i am inviting you to the table here this morning uh, to become a follower of jesus i also know that there's another group uh, that maybe you're like you know what right i I think I've been stuck at that milk phase for a long time. I've been an infant spiritually for a decade. And I I wanna take those next steps. I wanna continue to to move forward. And so you know what? I'm gonna invite you to the table here as well. I would love for you to to take those next steps. And so there's some really simple ways that you could do that. Uh, I would love for you to, to consider joining a group. And I know they're happening a little bit differently right now. We're doing a lot of them online, but I think that would be unbelievable if you would consider that. There are also service opportunities, ways that you can continue to get invested uh, here at FCC, whether it's through uh, just bringing food in and, and allowing it to be um to be collected and distributed uh, to folks in our area, but I would love for you to take that step of faith. But here's the biggest way I want to challenge you. If you're saying, I want to move from from milk on a solid food, I want to encourage you to consider 
how you can be investing in your own spiritual health. Not just what Ryan's teaching on a Sunday or whatever, but how can you take steps of intentionally spending time every single day in prayer, spending time every single day opening the Bible and just reading and allowing it to, to shape your life. If you're wondering where do I start, a place, two places I always encourage people to start. One is the book of James because it's really practical and there's uh, just a few chapters. It's not overwhelming. I would love for you to, to start there and you can just read a chapter a day. Just do it for the next few days and just allow it to sort of soak into your bones a little bit. And then follow it up with some prayer. Or, or maybe start with the Gospel of John. That's just a beautiful walkthrough of Jesus' life. Uh, and allow that to just sort of soak in a little bit. But man... If you're spiritually maturing and taking next steps in your faith, I, I honestly believe it's going to make you a better husband or a better wife or a better mom or dad or, or child or whatever your dynamic is or single person. I really, truly believe that investment will have payoff. But then lastly, I just want to throw one more challenge out to you. Maybe you're someone who has moved on from the milk and I don't know where you are in the progress or in the process now but you're moved on to solid food you've been growing in your faith for a long time I want to take you back to the fall when we did this big initiative 1201 and we called it the all for the one initiative and we encouraged uh, we encouraged you to start reaching out and praying for your friends who don't know Jesus and just because we're in the midst of a pandemic doesn't mean we're backing off of that and so here's where I'm inviting you to the table you, uh, who might be further along in your faith, I'm inviting you to, to this challenge. I want you to continue to be praying for your one, and I would love for you to invite them to join us online every single week. I would love for you to reach out to them and ask how you could be praying for them. Take some intentional steps. If all of this, this pandemic has distracted you a little bit in that, and that, that sort of call that we've been in the midst of as a church, let's get back on board with it. See, I truly believe that the most important thing you could do for your family is to be intentionally maturing and taking next steps in your walk with Jesus. And so don't, don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange your family. Don't shortchange your spouse. Don't shortchange your kids. This is a season where you can put up with each other. You can sort of grin and bear it and hate the way he chews. Or you could be intentionally saying, okay, if I'm growing in Jesus, it means that I should be growing in my patience. It means I should be growing in my humility and in my unity and in my love and all these things that Paul talks about. It means we should be growing in selflessness and servitude. And that begins to shape and kind of change the way that we see the people around us. And I think, I think it'll help us to love the people around us a little bit more. If we're looking more and more like Jesus, I think we'll start to love more and more like Jesus. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. We believe that no matter what's in your past or what your life looks like today, Jesus is for you. If something you've heard has moved you to take a step in your faith, we're here to talk with you. You're not alone. We're all in this together. Visit hub.firstchristian.com to connect and let us know how we can help you along your journey. Thanks again for tuning in today. See you soon.